Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. glad that you're here. Today is exciting today at Stockbridge Community because we're having baptism, everybody. And I know that all of you come just to see me, and I appreciate that so much. So just want to say thank you so much for coming. But it's going to be great. We baptized about 20 people last service, and in this service we have about that many more. And then in the 12 o'clock we have about 30-something to baptize. How about that? Baptize. Baptize there. So we're excited. I want to say this one thing before we get started, how you know, we say at SEC that when we give, talking about offering, when we give, people live. I want to show you how your dollars work this week. We hosted a, um, a gathering for pastors and church leaders uh, this past week, a matter of fact, Wednesday. And Pastor Benny Tate came up and did a, um, did a session with all of the pastors, that, those in the community and some from outside the community with their, some of their key leaders. And I just want to say there was about 70 people here. And I just want to say thank you because you made that happen. And all of those, a lot of those pastors after they left said, said Jeff, thank you so much for sowing into us. This is going to make a difference in our church. And, and I just want to say thank you so much for that. So can you give yourselves a hand today? You just sowed into other people. When we give, people live. We, done, we started a series called This Same Spirit. And the reason we did that is because... At Easter every year, we celebrate. We celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, which is awesome. That's what Easter is all about. We also back it up two days. We, we remember the crucifixion of Jesus where he died on the cross. We remember that. So we remember and we celebrate all in the same weekend. And so I, that is wonderful. But usually after, Easter's, after Easter Sunday, it's like, okay, that, that was great. We celebrate that, but, but so what? You know why? And what I want you to know is that we somehow tend to put an exclamation point at Easter and say, well, that's done. Well, no, that wasn't done. That's just finished what God wanted, or just started what God wanted to do. Matter of fact, so Jesus died on the cross for our sins that we could have a relationship with the Father. He arose from the dead and he ascended to the Father's right hand. He said, when I go back to heaven, I'm going to send someone back to be with you. He's called, he's called the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, so Easter was not an ending. It was a beginning of God living with us, everybody. Amen? And so you have to understand that. that so it did not end at Easter. And that's why the Bible says this, with Romans 8 and 11. I love what it says here. It says, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies. By, would you read this, these next three words with me? Let's read them. This same Spirit, by this same Spirit, living within you. So we have this fan. I've been doing this every week since Easter is that you see this fan and it's blowing these streamers here. I want to ask you a question. What's making these streamers move? Air. What is it? Air. air. What's, what, what we call it? When air is moving, what do we call it? 
Wind, there we go, wind, yes, air, wind. It's making it move. And so, but I want to ask you a question. What does the wind look like? Oh, well, it's, you, you can't see it. It's making it move. So what does it look like? <laughs> You're right. It's invisible. You cannot see it physically. You only see the effects of it, right? And that is exactly, that is the way Jesus described the Holy Spirit is that you don't see him physically. Like we want to see a picture of Jesus. Like Jesus, we got a picture of who he is, but the Holy Spirit we do have a picture of because he moves inside of us. So we say that when you're accepting Jesus into your life, it's like some people are expecting a physical Jesus to come to them. No, no, no. He sends his Holy Spirit to come to you. And so that's what I want you to understand. Now, I want to talk to you today and show you the importance of the Holy Spirit in Jesus's life. And then we're going to talk about our life. All right. So I want to give you three things today about so that you can see how the Holy Spirit began moving with Jesus. All right. Remember, Jesus come. The reason that he come was to live a life like us. Even though he was God, he, he denied his godly power and, and he had to live life just like us. Right. And so he had to have the Holy Spirit to help him like we have to have to help. All right. Here we go. So the first thing I would like to tell you is this, is that Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit. This goes back to Christmas. We celebrate this every Christmas. We celebrate, you know, how that Mary, a young teenage girl, how that she was, she was betrothed to Joseph, you know, to be married. And then an angel comes to her and says, Mary, you know, you are highly favored by God that you're going to have a baby. And Mary stops the angel and goes, that's right. That's right. Joseph and I are getting married. We're going to have a baby. First comes marriage, then comes the baby carriage, right? We need to say that one again. First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes the baby carriage. Amen? That's the way it's supposed to be. All right. So that's what she said. Yeah, yeah, we good. And the angel says, no, it's not going to be Joseph's baby. She's like, you better shut up. <laughs> nobody, uh-huh, nobody else. No, no, no. And Joseph's been good too. No, no, no. And so the angel said, no, no, no. It's going to be the child. It's going to be God's child. The Holy Spirit is going gonna, is gonna to move in you. And she's like, what? 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 And so Mary has all these questions. She's like, how does this be? Look what it says. It says in Luke 1 and 34, the first four words. Let's read them out loud with a big question mark. Let's read them. Ready? How will this be? How will this be? All these things you said, how will it be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin, the angel answered, Let's read these three words. You ready? The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. What Mary, what Mary had all these questions. What about Joseph? What about my family? What, how is this going to happen? I've never been with anyone. And every for what, every how is this going to be? The angel had the same answer, the Holy Spirit. The same answer. And in your life today and in my life today, for all those questions that you have, how is this going to be, you know, when you pray about something and you don't see any way that it can happen and that you ask, how can this be in your mind, even though you're praying and you're asking, God, I need you to do this. But in your mind, you say, how can this happen? How can this happen? I'll tell you, it's the same thing the angel told Mary. It's the Holy Spirit, everybody. Amen. It's not what you can do, but it's what the Holy Spirit can do. Amen. This invisible power that's working inside of you and working in the world. It's what he can do, everybody. Amen? Amen. That would be a good chance right there to say thank you, God. Amen? <clears throat> the next thing I would like to share with you is this, is that at Jesus' baptism, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Look what it says. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up, up out of the water. 
At that moment, heaven opened and he saw the spirit of who? Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Notice this. It was after Jesus was baptized, the Holy Spirit come on him, that we, he, that we read that he heard the Father's voice. We don't read that before. What I'm trying to tell you is this, is that it's after the Holy Spirit comes on you that you are able to hear, or in you, that you're able to hear the Father's voice. Amen, everybody? In other words, you can't, you don't hear God until he gets inside of you through the power of the Holy Spirit. What I, what's amazing about this, we, I talked to a lot of people about hearing God, and everybody, you know, when someone says, well, God told me, well, to the world, to people that don't know God, don't have the Holy Spirit in them, they're thinking that God come down face to face and said, okay, uh, Susie, you need to do this, you know? You know, or Elizabeth, you need to do this. Or Frank, you need to do this. Or Siobhan, you need to do this, you know? I'm just trying to think of every name I can think of right now that might hit everybody in the room. <laughs> So you know what I'm so what it says is that you need to do this. Well, well, you know what we know is this, is that that's not the way it works. Because the Holy Spirit, guess who used? He uses our voice to talk to us sometimes. The, the Holy Spirit's voice, the voice of God inside of us, sounds a lot like our voice. And the question is, okay, well, how do I know if it's me or God that's talking to me? I'll tell you, there's one sure way to know is that when that word, that voice that you hear speaks to you, and if it aligns with God's word, then it's God's voice. Amen? When, when that voice inside of you speaks and, and it aligns with God's word, it's God's voice. Why would God choose to use our voice to speak to us, like the internal voice? Why would it sound like us? Because you believe you more than anybody else. When you hear your own voice inside of you, you believe it. I could tell you something, you go, oh, yeah, right. But if you think it, if you think it and you hear yourself say it, you believe it like, you're like, I ain't doing that or I'm going to do that because you believe it. So the Holy Spirit uses our tone inside of us to begin to speak to us. But we know that it's God because it's motivated. If it's good, it's motivated by God. And if it lines up with his word, okay, it has to line up with his word. We know that that is God. And so being filled with the Holy Spirit helps us hear the voice of God. The third thing about Jesus is this. Jesus was empowered by the Holy Spirit. He was empowered by the Holy Spirit. Remember, he chose to come to earth like us. Even though he was God, he chose to live life like us. So in order for him to make it, he had to have the power of the Holy Spirit to live this life. Look what it says in Acts 10 and 38. God gave who everybody? The Holy Spirit and power to Jesus from Nazareth. He was, he was, Jesus, uh, he was with Jesus as he went around doing good and healing everyone who was under the power of the devil. Notice that. Here's what I want you to know. If you're not empowered by the Holy Spirit, you will be overpowered by the devil. You need to hear that. If you are not empowered by the Holy Spirit, you will be, you will be, I will be overpowered by the devil, right? And let me just tell you something, and willpower is not sufficient for devil power, so you need the Holy Spirit power. <sighs> you got to get that. Willpower is not sufficient for devil power, so you got to have the Holy Spirit power. Amen? Because this is what many of you look like. See, our ribbons right here, it takes the Holy Spirit to make that, that work. And many of us sitting in this room right now, this is what we're doing with willpower. We're going... <sighs> And that's why you're so wore out. 
That's why you're so tired, because you've been trying to do the work of God and your willpower. Your willpower is not good enough. You've got to have Holy Spirit power. Are you going to waste your life? <laughs> but what you've got to do is say, God, I need your help, and I trust you. Holy Spirit, fill me fully. And then all of a sudden, what you've been trying to do, the Holy Spirit does. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. See, some of you are trying to change. You're trying to change your children. You're trying to change your spouse. You're trying to change your parents. You're trying to change everybody. And I want you to know, you can't change anybody but you. The Holy Spirit can change anybody. So listen, instead of you trying so hard, why don't we get on our knees and pray a little harder and believe and let the Holy Spirit do what only He can do. Amen? Listen, he changes heart. He changes life. And I know that many of you think the best way to fight any battle is get on social media and start blasting. Let me tell you something. That doesn't change anybody's mind. That just makes people more angry. Instead of getting on social media and blasting everybody, why don't you get on your knees and blast bombard heaven and ask the Holy Spirit to do what you can't do and watch change happen, everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, what I want you to know, what I want you to know, it's not about who's walking beside me all the time. It's about who's living in me all the time. Amen? Let me explain that. See, because I know a question that you're asking now. Well, Jeff, I hear you know, oh, the Holy Spirit was Jesus. So what? I know that's the question you're asking. So what? That was great for him, but what now? So what? Well, I've got a good answer for you. You know, I know a lot of you in this room. I met, I, I know you personally. Some of you I don't, but this is what I do know about every one of you in this room is that if you and I were going somewhere and I was sitting beside you and a car pulled out in front of you and you know, normally you would probably throw up and wave at him with one finger. <laughs> Maybe that would be you. Maybe that would be you. But I would dare to say that because I was in the car with you, because it may, hopefully you would have enough respect for me just because, you know, I'm a pastor. Maybe you just have enough respect for me to just hold that wheel and go, Bleh. instead of doing that, right? Because I was sitting beside you, right? I was beside you, so because I was beside you, you held it. And let me just tell you something. If you was riding with me because you was riding with me, I would not be tempted to spin them out like I am all the time. I just want you to know that because I'm going to tell you, this is, not, this is not, oh, the pastor's here and we're here. No, no, no. We're on the same level when it comes to that stuff. I'll tell you. That's right. And because you was with me, when someone cussed at me, because you was with me, instead of me hitting them, I just said, oh, Jesus, help them. You see? <laughs> see, I turned that cheek when you with me, but you're not with me. I don't know what might happen. But. And the reason that's important is this, is because, see, I've got to have somebody with me all the time or I'll be, I'm a bad man. I mean, I'm in jail. You know what I'm saying? I'm dead or in jail because if I don't have somebody with me, I will go off. I will just lose it. I mean, I will free, I will go off on somebody, <laughs> right? But see, here's what I want you to know is that you can't be with me all the time. I can't be with you all the time. So it's not about who's beside me. What matters is who's inside of me. Amen. Because when I'm driving by myself in that car, you're not with me. I'm tempted to do it. I'm tempted. It comes to my mind. But there's a voice inside of me that says, oh, no, you don't. You don't do that anymore. That's not how we act anymore. And all of a sudden, that voice calmed me down and keeps me out of jail. It's the Holy Spirit. The reason I'm here. Amen. See, I can't. Some of you keep doing, you're doing that. And then guess what? One day you're going to be out of breath and you ain't going to be. 
able to do that and you're going to be overtaken. But when you got the Spirit's power in you and he's working inside of you, it changes everything, everybody. Amen. It's not willpower. It's not self-power. It's Holy Spirit power that you need. And that's why Jesus died on the cross for your sin, so that the Father could move in by his, his Spirit. Everybody, that's why he rose again. He got the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Three things I want to tell you. So what, now what? So what about this? Well, the first thing, one thing I told you Easter, I'm going to say it again, and that is this, is that now the Holy Spirit in me, the Holy Spirit in me is this. I must be born again to receive the Holy Spirit. The only way you get the Holy Spirit is you receive him. Look what Jesus said when he was asked about this question. In reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. How can a man be born when he is old, Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and of spirit. Now understand this. We talked about this a little bit at Easter. You know, when, you're, when, you're, when your mother is carrying you in her womb, you're living in water, everybody. You're living, isn't that amazing how that you didn't drown? <laughs> I don't know. I just think about stuff like that. But anyways, it's, I, mean, I, know there's all, I know there's all kind of stuff that I don't know about that. But anyways, we'll just leave it at that. But, but, but you're born of water. And, and so... But to be born again is to be born of spirit. And so we don't get to go back into our mother's womb, but, but what we do is that we, and when we ask Jesus into our life to save us, what we're saying is this, is it's not what I can see. It's not seeing my mother again. It's the Holy Spirit that I cannot see that by faith I'm believing is entering into my life that's going to change me. And there's a lot of people in this room that's already asked the Holy Spirit into our lives and everybody that has done that, did he change you? Didn't he make you different, everybody? Amen. He did. It's real. It's, a, it's not hocus pocus. It's real, everybody. It's the Spirit of God. And so just in a few moments, many of you are going to get into the pool with me. We're going to baptize you. And you're going to take your hand. You're going to put it right here on your nose. And you're going to put this other hand on your wrist like this. And when I get ready to baptize you, and we're going to say, in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and you're going to go down. When you go down, please hold your breath. Please. Please hold your breath. Because if you don't hold your breath, you're going to ingest water into your, into your lungs. And guess what? We're going to have a mess up here. I mean, it's going to be a mess. You're going to get choked on water. You know, and there's going to be a lot of people going to try to do CPR, and you're just choked. All right? But it's going to be a mess. So what I'm saying to you is this. That that's so important because when you go down in the water, we're symbolizing you being born again. When you come out of your mother's womb, that doctor grabbed you by your ankles. He held you up sideways. He popped you right on your backside. And that time you were, <laughs> you took a deep breath for the first time in your life. You breathed air into your lungs and God, you became alive and well. And I want you to know that when you, when you receive Jesus Christ, you know, God doesn't necessarily hold you up by your feet and slap you on the backside, but he comes into your heart. He knocks on your door and you say, Jesus, come into my life. And when you do that, all of a sudden you go, oh, I'm breathing new life in me. And all of a sudden you become alive like you've never been before. Amen. So in just a moment, 
When you go down in that water, it's amazing. See, you're saying, I'm laying down that old life. I'm not, I'm, I want everybody to know I've laid down that old life. And when you come up out of that water and you take that deep breath again, just like that baby, when you come out and you go, I didn't drown, hallelujah. No, you're breathing in again the Spirit of God to know that you are alive, that you're dead to the world and alive to Jesus Christ, and your life is changed forevermore. You'll never, ever be the same Why God is living in you. He's no longer walking beside me. He's moved inside of me. Amen? Amen. He's moved in me. He's He's moved in me. It's not about who's with me. It's about who's in me. Amen? The Holy Spirit of God is in you. And today, if you do not know Jesus right now, don't wait another moment right now where you sit right now. You say, dear Lord Jesus, I need to breathe you in right now. Come into my life. Save me and forgive me of my sins. I want you. And that's the most important thing you will ever do in your life. And when you do that, I'm not going to make you stand up. I just want you to check on the back of your card that you prayed that prayer so that I can pray for you. And at the end of our service, we're going to put them in the buckets as you go out. The second thing I must tell you is that I must live in the awareness of the Holy Spirit inside of me. I have to live with this awareness. The second thing, look what Jesus says here. I will ask the Father and he will give you another what, everybody? Another what? Helper. Why? He's not going to be beside you. He's going to be inside of you. He's the helper to be with you forever. The spirit of truth. Let me just stop and say right here. Listen, the world does not know the truth. The world is is propagating things that are not true. Matter of fact, they make them sound true, but they're not true. And the only way you're ever going to know the truth is that you get into God's word. God's word gets in you and the Holy Spirit lives in you. Amen, everybody. The world cannot accept him because it does not see him, nor does it know him. But you know him because he lives with you and will be where, everybody? In you. See that he lives in you. And what I'm trying to, what I want you to understand is this, is that we can't expect people that are not Christians to act like Christians. We live in America, but not everybody in America is a Christian. Amen, everybody? And so let me tell you something. The news media is all about pitting us against each other. The, new, the world wants to do everything it can to, to, to tear the church apart, to make us be mad at each other all the time. And what I'm trying to tell you is what goes on out there, we can't do anything about. But what goes on in here, we can do a lot about. And what goes on in this house, we can do a lot about. And we've decided that we're going to follow the advice of the Apostle Paul, that we are neither Jew nor Gentile. That means don't you judge me by my skin color, amen? That we're neither poor or we're neither slave nor free. That means don't you judge me by my income. And that means we're neither men or women. Don't judge me by my gender. But if we are all one in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. We're one in Christ. Look what he says in 1 Corinthians. He says, do you not know that your bodies are the temple of what, everybody? The Holy Spirit. So listen, God, no, no, no. This place right here is just a building until you get here with the Holy Spirit. You see, the, the God doesn't dwell in a building like this. He dwells in your building. It's you. He's inside of you. He's inside of you. He goes on to say this, who is in you whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with what, everybody? Honor God with your body. Honor God with your body. And what I want you to know is this, if it's going to, if it's going to harm 
harm my mind or my body, I have a Holy Spirit alarm. I said it like this. If it's going to, to do my mind or my body harm, I have a Holy Spirit alarm. You do too. If, you have a, if you're a Christ follower today, if it's going to harm your mind or your body, that you have a Holy Spirit alarm. In other words, something inside of you says, don't do that, right? It says, don't go there. Don't watch that. Don't write that. Hallelujah. Please don't write that. Glory to God. Man, if some people's thumbs would get saved, we'd have a better country. Preach, Pastor. Mm -mm. Just because you think it, you don't have to spell it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, boy. You see, what I would tell you is this, is that if it's, going to, if it's going to do my mind or body harm, I have a Holy Spirit alarm. And I think we could take a little bit, if you're single here today, when it talks about dating, you know, or, or you know, if you're single again, you need to listen to these words of that great theologian, M.C. Hammer, because your body's the Lord, and that means, can't touch this, da, 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 da. <laughs> right? No, you cannot touch this one, because I am a child of God, right? And that great theologian, Beyonce, say, if you want it, put a ring on it, baby. Okay. Remember that. Remember that. That's what he's talking about, that we are the temple of God. And so God goes with you everywhere. That's why you shouldn't worry about confessing your sins. He already has been there with you. He was with there. The reason that you knew it was sin, because he was saying, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. And you did it anyways. And see, the devil said, well, he can't forgive you. But the Holy Spirit said, yes, just repent, just repent. Let's go back and get going with God. Amen. The third thing I need to tell you is this. The third thing is I've got to find my, my Holy Spirit purpose. Because everybody in this room, you were created for a purpose. God, when, before you were ever conceived in your mother's womb, God had a plan for your life, a purpose. And you're never going to be happy partying. You'll be happy when you find your purpose. Amen? See, your purpose is not to party all the time and get stoned and drunk out of your mind and, and do things that you regret the rest of your life. Your purpose is to, for the goodness of God. And the Bible says this in Ephesians 2.10. Look what he says. For we are God's workmanship, creating Christ Jesus to do what, everybody? To do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. What I want you to know is that God did not fill you with his Holy Spirit, this power working inside of you for you to say, well, I'm saved and I'm just going to be good. You know, I don't, I don't smoke, I don't dip and I don't chew and I don't run around with people who do. Well, good for you. Good for you. You're not going to go very far in life because you're going to be around people like that. No, no, he didn't give you the Holy Spirit's power for you to sit there and say, well, I'm just going to be good. No, 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 God did not save you just to be good. He saved you to do good. And listen, if you was only just going to be good, he let me just drown you when I baptized you. Because his, his only goal for you is not just to get you to heaven. His goal for you is to do good. You are the hands and feet of Jesus in this world. And the world needs to see a little good right now. The world, you know, see, we're all yak, 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 bite, fussing at everybody, talking about everybody. No, this, God is sick of that. And I'm sick of it. I'm sure you're sick of it too. And the only way that we overcome evil in the world is by doing good, not talking good, not just saying good things. No, we get out there and do good. Amen. That's what God's called us to do. And your purpose is to do good. And you say, Pastor Jeff, I don't know where to start. Good. I got an answer for you. It's called growth track. Growth track. Why, why would I talk about that every week? Because you will never fulfill your purpose if you don't start doing something for God. And Growth Track, we help you do that. So right now, if you've not gone through Growth Track, listen, I'm going to challenge you. Why don't you just 
check it on the back of that card. Send me information about GrowTrack so I can send you some stuff to help you get your life on track. Why? Because it feels good to do good. The way you overcome depression and anxiety is not stressing about more stuff, not thinking about what you don't have and what everybody else has. No, the way you get your life on track is you just get your hands and feet dirty and you say, I'm going all in with God. And then when you do good, you'll feel good. Amen. Oh, yes. That pastor's preaching good today. He is. I'm telling you, he's, mm, it might be some of this working. Mm-hmm. You see, we have something called Serve Saturday. Why? Because, see, we got to get out and show the world what the church looks like. And so we don't show them what they look like by just gathering here. No, we get out there where they are. And so on Saturday, May 1st, we're going out again into the world in our community. And we're going to serve them. And I want to invite you to do that with me. Matter of fact, on the back of your connection card, you'll see four options that you can, you can choose to serve. Come and serve for two hours. Make a difference in someone's life. Watch, watch someone's life be changed because, because you took a moment to care. Watch these women that have been battered. When you serve in the yard, that, that they can go to that house and they see that lawn cut and they see you doing it. It changes their life. It gives them hope again that God's got them. You are called to be more than good. You're called to do good in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so let it let the Holy Spirit work in you and through you and challenge yourself to get out there for God, everybody. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.